When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. Oh, let's go over here. What's up, Buck fans? We're back yet again. It's Mark Ramirez and Michael Pless with you as always. We're here to talk some Buccaneer football. Sorry for some unquestioned, I guess, technical difficulties, but we're here to talk some Bucks football. Plus, tell them what we're here to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, we're back on another live stream. It's 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 good, um, you know, talking with you again. Uh, you know, we got Buccaneers football starting up at uh, one buck place as they're reporting back, uh, getting some conditioning work in, and you got, you know, you're they're done with their COVID testing, so it looks like everything is good to go from that standpoint. So, yeah, just. Um, really excited for things to get started there was uh you know a couple of things that happened over the weekend um obviously the the signing of uh LaShawn McCoy uh was big um that's something that we're going to discuss uh and then we had you know Tom Brady's birthday today we have uh Rojo's birthday today as well uh so a lot of good things um there were some press conferences that you know we'll get into I know Shaq Barrett talked today um, talking about sack numbers and you know how he's he's going to do better this season which is exciting so uh, but and then you know we got a couple other articles that we're going to dive into and and discuss some things i know cameron jordan running his mouth yeah. like usual so uh other than that though um everything's been good uh just you know the the months or the, i should say the days the days are rolling really fast i mean it's just it's going non-stop with the uh uh, COVID and everything it just seems like these days are flying by. So trying to enjoy every second, um, but football season is going to be right around the corner. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's jump right into it. You were talking about it. Tom Brady. He's officially 43 damn years of age. Um, old man. Okay. But this is our starting quarterback. This is who's going to be leading our, our squad, hopefully to where we need to be. And like you just said, Ronald Jones is only 23 years of age. Same damn day. Hopefully that's a good omen for us. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think everyone wants to talk about the biggest news, and that's literally the last question in the chat. What does LaShawn McCoy mean to the backfield? Let's go into it. LaShawn McCoy is saying he's reached an agreement on your deal. He's very excited to play with an established vet like Brady and Gronk and trying to win another championship. What I thought was funny is he mentioned those two names. Those are the first... The, like the newest Buccaneers. He doesn't mention any Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, O.J. Howard, or even anyone on our defense, Vita Vea, JPP. So I'll let you have the floor first. What mm-hmm. do you think of LaShawn McCoy? Do you think he's a good addition? Do you think he's actually going to make the team? Do you, Where's your stance on him? Yeah, I, I think LaShawn, you know, he's a veteran. You know, he's a guy that I think is going to add very good experience to the backfield um, in that running back room, which I think they needed. You know, Rojo, I think, is a guy that can look at LaShawn McCoy and learn some things. Same thing with uh, Keyshawn Vaughn and, and Dari Ogunbalale. I got that right. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, 
those guys. And then you also have TJ Logan and uh, Raymond Cal- Calais as well. So I think, you know, LaShawn was brought in as far as I think an insurance piece, but also a piece that could be, you know, a high, re- high reward. You know, it's a low risk because he doesn't, you know, it doesn't cost you very much money. It's a one year deal. So you can get out of it pretty easily as far as contract. But the guy's still a playmaker, and he's, he adds something that you know Tom Brady likes, and that's a pass-catching running back, and that's something that we talked about, you know, that we needed, and I think every Bucks fan was looking for that addition, and he fits the bill uh, to a T, and he's a guy that can, he can still make electric plays. I mean, we've seen the highlights of last year from just limited snaps, and he did a very good job. So um, I'm excited to see, um, you know, what he can bring to this offense. Yeah, and a lot of people initial thoughts were, oh, he's washed up. Why, why are we bringing this dude in? Uh, for some for some reason, I don't know why people think he's going to be the number one running back. Like, whoever said that? I mean, he he had actually a pretty good season to begin with Kansas City, and then for some reason, I don't know if it was the turnovers, but kind of tailed tail, tail off at the end of the season. But the thing is, we're not looking for him to be number one. Hell, we're not even looking for him to be four or five. We're just give me something in like a contribution with what we already have. I mean, we're not looking for a Philadelphia Eagles, LaShawn McCoy. We're looking for a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, which he can do. A guy that can do a special play every now and then, which he can truly do. And that's proven it time and time again. Like you said, and a veteran who knows blitzing schemes, who knows defensive schemes, who can just see it before it's going to happen. We don't need someone learning on the go. And he can ha- eventually help out Vaughn, Kalai, or Kalei. I mm-hmm. mean, everything he can do is pretty much good in camp. And then, yeah, eventually if he does make the team, even better. But, yeah, let's see if he can make the team first, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn and, and Raymond Calais. Those guys are on uh, the COVID list right now. So they're, you know, they're out of commission for at least two weeks or so or however long um, they have to be in quarantine. So bringing in a guy like, you know, the Sean McCoy, I think definitely is a benefit why you can. I mean, uh, yeah, there's no guarantee he makes the team. Um, but, you know, with his pedigree and his experience, and I think that's very important. Um, for this season as there's no preseason game. So I think it's a good uh, guy to have in the backfield uh, alongside Rojo and uh, Dare for now. Uh, I think that's a good mix. Absolutely. And then I was actually going to bring up a couple clips. So I go. I know you guys who probably follow us like seeing our film breakdowns. Well, we're about to try a little live film breakdown, even though YouTube's like the most fun thing right now. <laughs> but let's try it ourselves. What what can LaShawn McCoy bring? Usually we would tell you wait for Wednesday or wait for Friday, but we're just going to try and do it right absolutely now. And with that said, let's jump over. So LaShawn McCoy, mm-hmm. hope you all can see this well. But pretty much what we're looking can for. You, Mark, can you minimize the uh, pop-up chat for a second? Oh, I can't. Okay. There, you go. there we go. Okay. Perfect. All right, now we're good. So LaShawn McCoy, we're just talking about he brings a little bit of special ability to this team where lightning in a bottle, things you can create out of nothing. So let's just break down this play really quick. What can he do? I'm going to let it run before we actually break it down. Look at him in space, setting up moves, and just, yes, Detroit Lions, we threw the ball amazingly, but 
This is an NFL defense, and supposedly this is a washed-up dude. Immediately hits a hole, jukes one guy, jukes two guys, setting up, changing his the ball midway. What do you like? Yeah, I mean, you see it here from the reverse angle. I mean, you can just see the explosiveness that he still brings. I mean, that ability to just set up guys, you know, with the little subtle steps, you know, to the left, really good. But, yeah, biggest thing you're going to hear, ball security. you gotta, yeah. you got to wrap that up. What are you doing? It's not he, Joey he, Galloway over here. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, he's pulling the Joey Galloway, and, yeah, he's got he's to gotta be tighter with that football. But with um, me, look how nasty this is. He's setting this up. Here a He's looking himself. He knows he's going to go this way. He's just trying to square this guy up to let him know, I could go this way, I could go that way. I'm going to decide it myself. You just tell me which way you're going to lean first. He sees him leaning one way. Look at that jump hop. Jumps into him, pushes out, immediately reading the next guy, and then another jump hop. Whoop. Yeah, yeah, it's that's special. I mean, and his ability to, to stay fluid. So he's still a very good running back. I mean, he's got the ability to, like you said, just be electric. And here we go into this next play. So watch his eyes. Watch where he watches the middle linebacker here. The linebacker comes over here. He just jumps in. Literally, this is a goal line situation. Veteran running back. Are you going inside? I'm going outside. Or are you going outside? I'm going inside. Like, literally, he doesn't make a decision until after this linebacker makes a decision. He jumps out, I'm jumping in. And wide open hole. Like, just that little simple thing, reading behind the line, not just what's in front of you, but what's behind the line, I thought was special. What do you like? Yeah, that's that's really – he's displaying very good uh, patience there and then ability to jump cut back in uh, is really nice. I mean – this this is elite running back skills right here you know not many people not many running backs can do this where they just they see it before it happens yeah it's just and reading that, the second level i mean it's enough yeah. what's in front of you it's another thing look at this if he runs this way all these guys are going into that hole mm. there's only one alley he waits paused and then jumped in like i really like that play yeah he, he sets it up and then he, the anticipation to jump back inside really nice Again, now let's do one pass play from him. What can he do with the ball in his hands? Yes, they give some diversion. This guy running around. Oh, it's over here. Really play action fake. Give him the ball in space. I mean, there's nothing but space in front of him. There's, what, one, two, three guys can make a play. Here he is, one guy blocking him. If this is just easy money here. But I love the, the way he sets up this guy to miss the tackle. Watch this. Easy, natural hands. He's running directly at him. Oh, I could be going inside. Has him jump inside. That's Humphrey. That's a really good cornerback. Enough to get him space to get in the end zone. What do you like? Yeah, it, it's his footwork. I mean, it's just very electric, as you see here. Patience, understanding how to set guys up. I mean, he's setting him up right here at the nine-yard line. Just with that subtle move there to the, to the outside and back inside. Does a great job. Yeah, so he again squaring him up. He's gonna give one step inside and then cut this back outside. And just you can see him bite easily on this play. Ooh, back outside. Defense is reactionary. So that's all he did. Just took one step out, jumped back in. Nice veteran play. A reason why he's a Tim Bay Buccaneer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the north and south. You know, his his ability to get north and south, but also east and west very quickly. 
very impressive. And now you add him with, you know, Rojo. You could just imagine him and Rojo in the same backfield, and you could put McCoy out in the slot and have him, you know, line up as a receiver. It's going to be a lot of fun things this offense can do if they're, you know, called correctly and used the right way. Absolutely. I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed that quick little rundown we did of McCoy. Expect our full breakdown either Wednesday or shortly after this. We'll see. Bearing time. But, I mean, LaShawn McCoy could really make this offense even better. And think about this. Mm -hmm. How scary could it possibly be? I mean, Tom Brady, Chris Gall. I mean, let's just look at what Buck's Twitter decides to start talking about. This offense is scary. How scary is it? Tell me, Tom. How how good is this? Oh, Mike Evans. Okay. Who else we got? Oh, we're going deep? Where are we going? Chris Goblin. Okay. It's just, how good can they be? Scary good. I mean, we've listed all the names. It's, can it come into fruition? Is Tom Brady really that good at making his adjustments on the fly that fast? I mean, he's having to learn a whole new, somewhat of a system. Because something that Cam Brady had in his interview, he was saying that all the plays are pretty much the same. It's just different verbiage. So yeah. Fury knows every route, every play. He's just trying to train everyone else around him to be the little subtle things. When you run this route, cut it inside. Tell me which side you like more. He's learning the nuances of his new players. He knows Gronk. That's his safety blanket. But uh, once he learns Evans and Godwin, you're hoping like, second half of the season we just blow up like in a good way mm -hmm. what do you think yeah absolutely the offense i mean is so much potential and I, I think with tom brady you know like you said it's just learning the the verbiage the terminology you know you have to understand you know the ins and outs of each every play um every formation and, and those are things that he understands i mean he's seen pretty much every you know design of, of a play or a formation in some shape or fashion so I mean, he, he's ready uh, to get it going. I, I think, you know, we're going to see how it plays out over the next couple of weeks, but I think they're going to be just fine. I mean, he's he's got everything he needs uh, to be successful. That's for sure. Uh, and I just can't wait to see them go up against the Saints in New Orleans week one. <laughs> I, I'm ready for them to really put it on them, and uh, it's going to be a fun matchup. Absolutely. Well, speaking of the Saints, what do those Saints have to say? Saints and Cameron Jordan say Tom Brady's Bucks fighting for second place in NFC South. That little stash said that. <laughs> I mean, I can understand it. I mean, a winner mentality is going to have that. They got the second greatest quarterback of all time behind Drew Brees, and now we go head to head two times a year. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, I mean, two, two years in a row, they've just – not necessarily choked. They got one stolen away from them. Mm -hmm. But they just can't get over the hump. Can it be this year? Yes, they're pretty much thinking Super Bowl or bust. But hell, don't you think Tom Brady's thinking the same damn thing? Right. Don't you think Gronk is thinking? Every team is thinking that. No one wants to be a loser. So mm -hmm. to be honest, yeah, the Saints may have been thinking that the past two years, but the bulk, the Bucks are loaded up. I mean, I don't know what else they can freaking do throw it up anymore so what is your response to uh mr cameron jordan well cameron i mean he's been a he's been a trash talker pretty much for the last several years especially towards the buccaneers so i mean i don't 
I don't find it surprising, but you know, he's, uh, I mean, he's right. He has the right to say that. I mean, they've been the division champion, um, for the last couple of years and they've been in the, you know, playoffs and, you know, they've had opportunities to go to the Super Bowl. They just haven't gotten it done. So, you know, I can understand it, you know? Yeah. We're, we're trying to beat them out. I mean, they're the champions. So the bucks are trying to get up to that level and we haven't shown it. I mean, we've been the bottom dwellers for the last decade. So, I get it. We still have a lot to prove. So I understand where he's coming from. But at the same time, I, I really hope that, you know, Donovan Smith uh, just takes it to Cameron Jordan uh, <laughs> and pancakes him a few times. And, you know, Tom Brady throws for like five touchdowns or something like that. And, uh, yeah, we went big. That's what I'm hoping for. I, I know it's motivational. I mean, that's definitely going to motivate our guys because I know they don't like seeing that. Oh, yeah. I mean, light a fire up in Tom Brady's ass. Mm-hmm. And that's the last guy you want to do right? like yeah. go, second best quarterback i know tom brady's usually he's more subtle he'll say joe montana before he'll he'll say himself mm-hmm. but either way that's a dude that you don't want to light a fire up in his ass you just don't want right. to do it so my thing is this <sighs> Devin white again want to take a leadership role they already are Levante david like all these guys are no one's talking about the defense they're like, oh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady this, his weapons. The defense is sore as hell too. So you're, you're just lighting a fire, guys. And mm-hmm. all right, Well, our time is now as well, so I don't know what they're talking about. But there's good chat going on in the, in the YouTube down below in the comments. So uh, they're talking about how long is it going to take to get rolling. I, I, I can't stand some of these names. That's hard to pronounce. Rotted Yardy says, do you really think it's going to take eight games to get rolling? Justin Button said, I'd say give him five games and the offense will get clicking. Uh, five to eight, yeah. I mean, I think some of these are going to be tough. I mean, that's the first Saints game. I don't think it's going to be as elite as people think we're going to be, like tossing dimes up and right. I don't know, but what do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, especially the first couple of weeks for the NFL season, I think a lot of teams are going to be um, not – you know, fully up to speed because we don't have the, the preseason games. So I think you're going to see some games that are kind of sloppy. I, I think you'll, I mean, the most points I think you'll see is maybe you might see more scoring just because maybe the defense, you know, doesn't start fast because they don't have that, you know, preseason, same, th- you know, vice versa. So I think you could see some games where it's going to be close and, you know, you're going to have some tough battles, especially the first couple of weeks, but I'm confident in Tom Brady that he's going to figure it out and get this offense going as fast as possible. Um, and once they do get on the same page, it's going to be pretty fun to watch. Absolutely. I mean, it, I think Tom Brady with his organized team practices, he'll be better than we think he will be. Mm-hmm. Especially with Gronk. I think early on he's going to lean on Gronk, which I hope he doesn't do that at all. But I think he will just based off of continuity. And then he'll realize, holy crap, these two guys on the outside are pretty damn good. Uh, this Scotty Miller guy can really spread out spread out the field and allow my running backs to catch the ball. Rojo can catch a ball. Mm-hmm. And then if LaShawn McCoy does make the team, I say if, guys, because you don't really know. I mean, maybe these people, the crowd that says he is washed up, Maybe he is, but I honestly think he isn't. Based off what last year was, he still had some some nasty moves. I mean, if you want to check out the full review, wait till Wednesday. It's going to come out. But 
damn, like it's it's scary. And then someone said that Rojo is the third running back right now. I, no, Rojo's number one. Mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy is maybe two A or two B. If Vaughn is, I think LaShawn McCoy is going to be more of that pass catching guy, that third down mm-hmm. receiver type. That hell, split him out wide. We were talking about this before the podcast or the live stream. Mm-hmm. You could run Rojo and LaShawn McCoy together with two tight end sets, and you'd be like, what the hell are they going to do? Are they going to run? Yeah. They're going to pass? It doesn't matter if there's only one wide receiver out there. Mm-hmm. What the hell do you do? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you head scratch too much with this offense and the capability it has. I think, hands down, Rojo's got it clearly. I mean, Dare may be scratching. That's the only thing. How do you feel about the running back situation? No, I, I'm confident with it. I, I think Rojo is going to definitely step up to the challenge. I think he's probably in the best shape of his life. And, you know, he's ready to, you know, take that next step forward. And I think he was starting to last year. And I think he's going to take another step this year with, you know, Tom Brady as the quarterback. And I think, and I know I see some comments here about the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's still a worry. You know, I and I agree with you, Stephen. I, I don't think uh, – um, Donovan Smith's gonna pancake Cam Jordan. I was just, I was just joking. It, you know, I was trying to be, trying to to liven it up here. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think they're gonna be fine as far as the running backs and the offensive line. Um, I think it's gonna be a lot better than what people think. I, I think they are a good unit. Um, so offensively, I think this team can can get it going early, um, in the season. I think there might be some some up and downs. I mean, you're going to have that with every team in the NFL because of no preseason, but with Brady back there, I think they're going to be fine. Main thing I'm concerned about is just injuries. If, if this team can stay healthy, uh, I have no concerns as, as far as being able to be in games and, and ultimately, you know, closing them out and winning. Yeah. To, to harp on what you just said, this team was in every game last year and we're giving the game away every yeah. game. So we're going to be in every game. No doubt about it in my mind. Um, for those wondering about did Donovan Smith opt out, he did not just yet, but now official deadline for NFL players to be op- to opt out is Thursday at 4 p.m., so we got three more days. Let's see what happens in that time. But he currently has not said anything. There's no Buccaneers opting out, so don't worry about that. Again, what Mike was saying, I agree as well. Like Our offensive line is not as bad as you guys think. Yes, every line has – sometimes it's one-on-one. Sometimes you get beat. Like Mike Evans doesn't win every route. J.J. Watt doesn't win every time he faces a left tackle or Khalil Mack or anyone you want to – X player. So there's going to be times where they lose. Dominic Smith, he gets polarized for being a piece of trash. Go check out our, our film study of him. It's not just finding only good plays. We put the bad plays first for you guys who want to just – crap mm-hmm. on him he looks silly at times I agree but the majority of the time he is consistent with his play if you're going to call one or two plays in a game when he's played 67 to 70 snaps bad then that's what you want to call it but either way he does well overall so mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking at as a whole yes Joey Bosa first game maybe look shaky first game <laughs> mm-hmm. so Hey, I mean, then again, playing next to Ali Marpet, probably our best offensive lineman, Jensen. That whole left side to me is safe. Right side is the only area of concern to me, especially with a right tackle that is a rookie. Mm. 
So guys, just just pump your brakes. And I know some people were actually wondering if Donovan Smith did opt out, who would be left tackle. I'll let you take that one first. Who do you think would be left tackle? Since I've been talking uh, too much. Yeah, I think they would. They would probably lean towards you know Joe Haig, um, and then maybe you know try the rookie out there at, at left tackle, Tristan Wirfs. Um, but I think Joe Haig would probably be your first option. Uh, I know they talked about, I know Bruce Arians talked about Brad Seaton as well um, as a guy. Um, and then there, I think there's a, one more name that I'm missing. Joe, another he, he said Joe Haig and Brad right. Seaton. He said, we, we, he never said, some people said, oh, worse is going to be it. No, mm-hmm. he never said definitely. I, I saw that interview. He didn't mm-hmm. say it's definitely going to be it. He mentioned, I think, Joe Haig first, then right. worse, and then Brad Seaton. Yeah. So yeah. I think he's leaning towards Joe Haig. Mm. He's not going to put a rookie left tackle out there that's only played right tackle and sparingly left tackle mm. to start in the just I don't care how athletically gifted the dude is. This is NFL elite talent that was the best of the best in college. So mm. this is their profession now. I, yeah. That would be Tom Brady's career right there if you you, you did that. And some people are so confident in him, acting like Donovan Smith is trash. I'm going to stand up for him. I mean, let's see. Hardcore Hero said, are we expecting Donovan to opt out again? I thought we were past that being a real concern. He, he hasn't opted out. There's there's like an opt-out tracker. I'll try and find it. Plus, you can kind of talk mm-hmm. up what we've been saying, but I'll try and find this. Yeah, I tracker. mean, yeah. as far as we know, Donovan's going to play. Uh, I haven't seen anything as far as him you know, leaning towards opting out, so... Yeah, I mean, the offensive line, I think, is going to be at full strength, so we don't have to worry there. Again, I mean, yeah, chemistry and all that plays a part, but most of these guys have, have played together. You know, your only new addition is going to be that that right tackle spot. So um, even with Tristan Wirfs in there as a rookie, I think he'll be okay, especially on the right side. Um, you, you know, you never know. You, you might see Joe Hay get that right tackle spot to begin with, and then maybe they work in uh, worse uh, later on as the year goes you know, forward. But, yeah, you know, just recapping what we've discussed so far, especially on the offense, I think the offense is going to be okay. Uh, I think they're going to be able to, you know, make some things happen early on. It might not be perfect. There are going to be some mistakes, obviously. And I think that's going to be football-wide. I think there's going to be a lot of mistakes made and probably see penalties and stuff like that, you know, the first couple of weeks. But once they get into week three, four, five, I think it's going to get better. And I think this offense is going to be very scary. Uh, with their ability to, you know, create mismatches. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, teams keep it simple, you know, as far as their playbook and stuff like that. Um, don't really expand too much as far as playbook goes. Just utilize mismatches, and that's what we have. So that's why I'm confident that we can make things happen, even if we don't have good chemistry right away. You still have Mike Evans who can win one-on-ones or win through double teams. So there's ways to work around it is what I'm saying. And then defensively, we haven't even touched on the defense. I agree with Mark. I think they're not talked about enough. I think it's, you know, easily it's my favorite unit on this team. I love this defense. I love what they bring. I, I love the 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 pressure, the blitzes that they bring. I mean, they led the league in pressures last year, which is awesome. Uh, when you have Shaq Barrett and JPP, Vita Vey in the middle, it's hard not to get excited. Like, it's hard not to start, you know, salivating over salivating. what they have. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, like, it's hard not to get, like, super pumped. And, uh, you know, I could... Yeah, I could say another term that's more uh, <laughs> to talk. Do uh, what? <laughs> yeah, 
more uh, inappropriate. Is provocative. Plus. Yeah, provocative. provocative. Yeah, that's the word. That's the word. But uh, <laughs> the main the main thing is, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited when I talk about this defense. I mean, and then the thing about Jordan Whitehead, I don't think we discussed that yet about the, the pro football focus and they oh, left him out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that was ridiculous. I mean, Jordan is one of our better players on this team. He's very consistent. Uh, I think he's going to be awesome this year. Um, you know, adding Antoine Winfield, I think it's going to be great. So a lot of good things. Yeah, there's concern depth-wise. I think that's the biggest concern on the defense. You know, if injuries happen, we're in tough shit, <laughs> to be honest. Um, you way. know, especially at, at certain spots. Yeah, you know, defense attack. Yeah, defensive tackle, linebacker. I think if there's certain injuries, you know, cornerback is is kind of iffy if you get you know past our top three guys. But oh, check this out! My big dog retweeted our. Uh, <laughs> uh, there we go. Said, Thank you, Jordan Whitehead. Yeah, appreciate it. But yeah, I mean, let me get, catch up on a couple of points you talked about. So, mm-hmm. the opt out tracker. So this is something also. Buccaneers. It goes in alphabetical order. There is none. I think Tom Brady, Gronk, has people all in on this season, realizing, holy crap, this could really be it. I think even if they are concerned, they're like, how many times can you get close to being in a Super Bowl? Realistically, mm-hmm. I think that's what they're kind of thinking. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're putting their lives and their families' lives at risk. Yes, some people think it is to that point. I think they're going to take every precaution possible. I think they need to learn from the NHL and basketball because they've literally mastered this bubble and it's freaking working. I think they said 7,000 tests have gone on with the NBA and none of them are positive. Right. Freaking amazing. So NBA or NFL, please learn from this a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know it's a lot harder. Baseball baseball too. Yeah, baseball needs to learn something. Yeah. (laughs) Freaking Marlins going and partying in Atlanta and then stupid. Yeah. But uh, I mean... Overall, yeah, majority of the players were like, there was like, what, eight players on New England or more? Mm-hmm. It's rightfully so. I mean, if you're con- that concerned, you you have health issues in your household of like small kids. Again, Dominic Smith has that issue. I can understand it. You don't want to get, we don't want to be the reason behind mm-hmm. your son or daughter passing because you just wanted to play a game. Especially if you're that well off and you can afford to miss one year. And they have this um, established plan in place of what they will help help out with these players. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, overall, I think they're convinced. Like, the whole team itself knows this is this is our time to kind of do it. But um, what was I? I was going to talk about yeah, the defense again. Uh, Rotted Yardy said, I think this defense is is coming out the gates with dog in them. <laughs> I agree. And with what Plus said about defensive tackle injury, again, I kind of agree with him. If Vita Vea goes out, you don't have anyone to replace him. Vita, Vita Vea is unique. Mm-hmm. And Dominic and Sue's, he's near the end of his line. He's not washed up, like a lot of people want to say, but he can't perform like Vita Vea does. So you're going to have to ask everyone else on that defensive line to step up. You don't have anyone proven behind JPP and Shaq Barrett. Anthony Nelson played a handful of games. So right. it's, it is scary if there's injuries on the defensive line. But overall, that defense, especially the secondary, they're youthful. They learned from last year. 
I guarantee you they're chomping at the bit. SMB, mm. I guarantee you, is like, please, try mm. this shit with me again. Try those short passes with me again, uh, Drew Brees, first game of the season. Because guess what? I know my guys up front can do it. I, can, I have trust now in what my defensive sets are supposed to do. Where I'm supposed to be, what my defensive line is going to be, when Devin, when I know Devin White's going to blitz, I know I can jump a route. That's, that's what one year of learning does, especially with players like him. So stop, stop sleeping on the defense. I think the defense is going to be even more special than the offense early on. That's my biggest takeaway. Early. Yeah, I, I think, and that's what I was talking about, you know, just league-wide, I think it's going to be, yeah, defenses, I think, should be ahead of the curve. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, this offense just has so many playmakers. I think they're going to find a way to, to make it work and, and, and be good enough um, early on as they work things out um, and try not to make, you know, too many mistakes where it costs them, you know, football games. But, yeah, defensively, I'm right, I'm right there with you, especially in the secondary. You talk Sean Murphy bunting. That guy looks just as big as Jamel, Jamel Dean now. I mean, he's jacked up. He looks he looks ready to go. I mean, there's 12 pounds of muscle that he added. He looks he looks uh, very strong. Uh, and then you have Carlton Davis and, and Jamel Dean as well. So really excited about that group. I know there's a, there's a question in here about the safeties. You know, I, oh. I know we talked. Yeah, we talked about you know who's going to be the starting safeties uh, before, but I, I'm leaning I'm leaning towards. Um, I'm leaning towards what we had last year. I'm leaning towards Jordan Whitehead and Mike Mike Edwards. But I think eventually you'll have Winfield coming in and playing more. But I think it's going to be a three-man rotation. I think they're going to have Edwards, Whitehead, uh, Winfield all in there at, at multiple times, you know, pretty much on the field, pretty much likely on the field a lot because they're going to use their mismatches and matchups like they, they want. Okay, so this may be strange thinking, but see it this way. I mean – See how the same way the offense kind of throws it in your face? Oh, you have to get the personnel out to, to match me up. Mm-hmm. Hell, if you got Mike Edwards, Jordan Whitehead, Anton Winfield Jr. out there in the same time, all three out there at the same time, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if they go big. You can match up as heavy tight end sets. You can match up if they go three wide outs. You can right. match up anywhere. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. That's the creativity of what having all these damn good safeties do for your defense. And then Winfield can blitz. All of them can blitz. If you watched our Whitehead video, you know he can blitz. Mm -hmm. All of them are very aggressive and heady players. Yes, Whitehead's better at near the line. I'll be the first to say that. But still, like, we may not even need to have that much time. It's going to be a reactionary quick because our defensive line hopefully stays healthy and we can be that type of defense. But I agree with you. Jordan Whitehead and Mike Edwards should be the starting and slowly build up Winfield. And if he takes over for one of them, okay. But I think it's going to be more rotational. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Vita Vale was rotational and he was that big of an influence. Mm -hmm. Dominic Sue played way more snaps than Vita Vale. The thing is, you, you felt more of an impact from B2B. People think Sue's a piece of trash when he played yeah. so damn much. Yeah. So, hey, people think things. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to this next story. So it's about, mm-hmm. let's go over here. Top 2020 training camp battles for Buccaneers. Rob Gronkowski, no lock to emerge as Tampa's starting tight end. 
I, I agree, agree with that. that. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. No luck, but I thought I was going to say no luck to make the team. I was about to say, holy <laughs> hell. <laughs> that would be a surprise. <laughs> but, yeah, starting with tight end. that We talked about this prior as well. Everyone knows 12 personnel. Hell, like, think about 13 personnel with this team. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what do you think about the tight end room? Think of Gronkowski, O.J. Howard. Where's right. Cam Bray? Cameron Bray? Where is All Claire? They don't even have him in this damn story. <laughs> All Claire, you're thinking McElroy, you're thinking Tanner Hudson, you're thinking right. a loaded ass room. We talked yeah, about it, this prior. Who makes it? Who doesn't make it? Yeah, it's a deep tight end room, and they, they just let go Jordan Leggett, you know, mm. who was another good tight end. So, I mean, they, they have tight ends for days, <laughs> but. Ask yeah, when you, ask for days. Yeah, but when you look at it, you know, OJ Howard. Yep, OJ Howard, uh, Gronk. You know, Cam Brate. All those guys are going to play. They're going to be on the field probably at the same time at at some points. You know, they'll go thirteen personnel where they have three tight ends. You know, one receiver, one running back, um, or they can go. You know, two tight ends is pretty much going to be their base formation, which is twelve personnel, uh, two tight ends, two receivers, one back. Um, that's how they're going to likely play it and. You know, you can create so many mismatches just from that. But yeah, I agree that Gronk isn't isn't a lock to you know be the starter. I think OJ has a good track to to maybe be that guy. Cam Brate, I think, could have you know new life with this offense, especially under Tom Brady. So uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's a great room to have. As far as the as far as how many they keep, I think they're going to keep four. I think last year they might have kept five, but. I'm leaning towards four, and I just I think Auclair is that fourth guy, and then you take one of the Tanner Hudson or Cody McElroy for your, you know, your practice squad. Yeah, and then we've talked about this in prior live streams. I mean, you could probably sneak a whole bunch of people on your on your practice squad because no one right. knows anyone, yeah. especially so, if they haven't played yet. Yeah, sixteen man squads, which helps. So there's um, you know definitely more room to add there. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they go with the position groups. You know, do we keep three quarterbacks? Do we keep, you know, four running backs or three running backs, et cetera? Um, how many receivers are they going to keep? So all that plays into a part. You know, offensive line, do we stack more heavy on the offensive line than usual because of, you know, potential injuries or COVID situation? And same thing with defensive yeah. line and, you know, et cetera. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, how they construct it. It's going to be different. I personally, I think um, – it's probably the end of you know Ryan Griffin, the the run of him. I think he'll probably be out, and they'll try to keep more guys as far as your skill players. I think you made a huge point there, of COVID and mm-hmm. offensive line, because we we usually keep what one swing guy. Yeah, they usually keep they usually keep like maybe nine or ten offensive line. Well, maybe nine offensive linemen, and I think they have they usually dress seven, and then they have two inactive. I think that's usually how they play it. And usually they'll keep some on the practice squad as well. I I think your biggest point, though, is offensive line with COVID. That's yeah. the most physical portion of the game where you're in contact face-to-face every down. So mm-hmm. and that you know there's spit going out. You, even though if they put a face protector there, they're pushing underneath the face mask and trying to drive people back. Like There's a lot right. more hands-on face-to-face there than anywhere else. Yes, yeah, so running back runs into something, but come on. I mean, 
offensive line, defensive lines where I think they're going to need to keep heavier amounts of players. Wide receiver, you can kind of run them in and out, I would assume. Mm-hmm. I think you made a big point there with COVID especially because I no one really kind of thinks about this. Like, right. yeah, we got our two running backs, rookies that got it. Maybe just they were just some situations that they shouldn't have been in, but when the game actually starts playing, I, that's an area where of concern for me, especially with, again, with no preseason games. Mm-hmm. I think they will keep more heavier there. Uh, but also, I was reading later in the story, they did mention 13 personnel. I'm surprised mm-hmm. they did that. Aryan team yeah. kept the possibility of running 13 personnel. Yep. I thought the same damn thing. We, we mentioned this, <laughs> how early on in the process that we could run this damn offense off tight ends alone. Right, yeah. That's they definitely have... Yeah, they definitely have the personnel to do it. You know, Aud Claire has the ability to play that fullback. So yeah. there's a lot of things they can do. Cam Brate's done it. OJ Howard's done it. I think Gronk could probably do it too. So they have a lot of versatility there. Um, yeah, as you bring up the next one, yeah. number three receiver, I think that's a good point. I know guys are talking about Scotty Miller in the chat. I think Scotty Miller is the favorite for that number three spot just because of his ability to win on the outside, his ability to win with speed. And I think he gives you that factor that – with the loss of Brashad Perriman, I think he gives you that speed factor where it can stretch the field and you can get guys open underneath uh, more effectively. Uh, Tyler Johnson, as they show there in the article, I think he could he could be a guy that comes in maybe in the second half of the year and really comes on strong. But again, he, he's another option that you can't discount because he's very talented for sure. Yeah, even in the story they said, I would say Miller has an inside track to claim the spot. You would have to agree. Let's just be honest. You would have to agree. Tyler Johnson, a rookie, having to learn everything. Right. Justin Watson. I, I don't know. I just I just don't I, see him as a difference between everyone else and then playing yeah. the slot as well. Go ahead, right. what, you were gonna say something? No, I was just I just don't think Justin Watson has it. I, I just don't think he has what what it takes to be consistent week in and week out. I mean, he's shown flashes where he's good, but it just it goes in and out too much. And I think he's going to be behind the curve. I like him as a, you know, a reserve guy that you can use on special teams, and he can be that kind of guy and maybe come in, you know, at times and, and do a play here or there, but not a guy that you consistently need to count on. I agree with that. I mean, special teams, hands down. But again, I've mentioned this again prior. Ryan Smith is a huge upgrade over Justin Watson. You saw when he was alone by himself on the gunner position. He just didn't have the same effect as Ryan Smith. And he comes in one damn game after. Explosion. Mm -hmm. So I think it's more Scotty Miller easily has inside track, especially him being in practices with Tom Brady early on. That's before this training camp. Tyler Johnson, I think he's outside chance if he is that special of a player but we'll find out I think it's easily Sky Miller's to lose and I don't think he's going to lose it to be honest mm-hmm. uh, let's go to the chat real quick uh, the Bucks look great I want TB12 to be to get his 7th without Belichick trust in Tom guys I get the feeling from Bucks fans from YouTube channels that you guys expect something to go wrong <laughs> that's just called a Danny yeah. Danello. That's called it's a Bucks life. Okay, yeah. so we've been in this shithole for so long. We almost expect it. We've had the second worst record opposed to the, the Browns. 
Mm. When you're in that category, it sucks. I mean, we've just had bad leadership and bad direction for years and years, bad quarterbacks for years. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what a great quarterback can do. That's what a majority of Buccaneer fans don't know. Going from Winston to Brady, I hope you can help everyone else know how much of a step up that is. Because people think a washed-up Tom Brady is still Mm -hmm. not better than Jameis Winston. And that's something we've been trying to help coax people to understand, but hopefully you can kind of get that out of there. He said, even if I can give you guys one piece of advice, trust in Tom. Mm -hmm. Eliminate the fear, no fear, guys. (laughs) I love the confidence, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like Mark said, I mean, it's just a mindset that we've had. Uh, Unfortunately, it's a negative mindset because – We've just been in a negative um, element for this franchise over the last 10, 12 years it's been. I mean, uh, all we know is that, you know, the Bucks just they find ways to, <laughs> they find ways to lose. And, and that's been, you know, unfortunately, the, the story of our franchise for most of its years, you know, outside of the, the opinion, 90s and, you know, the early 2000s. So uh, it's been a it's been a struggle being a Bucks fan, but we're excited as far as this rosters go, I think we we've continued to make strides as strides as far as overall roster, and now it's a it's more complete team. And now adding Tom Brady and Gronk, I think we have a really good chance. Like like Danny says, and you know, I was talking with Mark, you know, a couple of weeks ago about I think this team it has really a good opportunity to go to the Super Bowl because of the talent that they have. Um, so I'm confident. I want to be more confident, like you, Danny. Um, but I'm just kind of in wait and see, see how that, you know, the first couple of weeks go. But it's going to be good. <laughs> That's my wife, yes. The appearance of Nicole Ramirez. <laughs> Holding my son. She's yeah. pregnant, yes. <laughs> well, let's keep going on. Uh, tall Florida guy said Watson won't make the final roster. Wide receiver spot is too deep. That's a great point. I, I think that could be very real. Um, there's a lot of other receivers on this team that could, you know, jump up above him, uh, that can make the squad. You know, I look at Brian Mitchell. I think that could be a guy that, you know, maybe outplays him and, and makes the squad. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, because when you look at the preseason last, when you look at the preseason last year, I mean, Brian Mitchell was ahead of Justin Watson, and in every offensive formation, I think he was the first guy to come in after the starters. So. I think that's a guy to look out for. <laughs> William, someone says hello. <laughs> uh, I, I would love to see that. I wish, would, wish we could have seen a freaking preseason. So we're gonna I find know. out that. I know it sucks not having the preseason. I, I feel so bad for all these undrafted guys and guys that you know usually find a way to make the team um, or make another team because they put on good tape. So. Yeah, the waiver wire thing is going to be weird this this uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks when guys are let go. It's going to be interesting to see how many guys change teams or if they're not picked up at all. Mm. I don't know how much money we have. I, I wish uh, Raymond was on here to give us a number, especially with <laughs> right. the latest LaShawn McCoy signing. But yeah, uh, this is something big that I want to talk about. He said Danny Danello, like a lifelong Pats fan, said, Tom Brady is ridiculous, and with the talent you guys have, forget about it. He says he <laughs> finds ways to win. He does. So, yeah. I mean, that's again, Danny. You gotta understand. You've you've endured like twenty years of winning. <laughs> We've endured twenty years. Well, forgive me, nineteen. 
was right after Tom Brady came in, I believe, yeah. of losing uh-huh. pretty much. So, well, not necessarily to 19 years, more like 12. But yeah, yep. Either way, it's been bad. Where it's a habit, where it's a trend, where it's something that you don't really know how to forget until someone like this comes around and hopefully can change the whole organization. Um, let's see. We have faith in Brady. He is the GOAT. Yeah, yeah, we have faith in him. But again, as a fan base, some may think, oh, this is it. But a majority think, still think Jameis Winston was it. We just let go of Doug Williams. We just let go of Steve Young. Mm-hmm. We just let go of a Hall of Famer to some. Some think he's a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, oh, here, we, here we go on the chat. Justin Brutton mm-hmm. says, watching Jameis last year, all I had was fear. <laughs> Every time he threw the ball, I was scared I was going to hear, and it's intercepted. <laughs> and now I have PTSD from it and had to get therapy. <laughs> Justin, okay, Jutton Button is exactly what every Buccaneer fan feels, okay? Mm-hmm. You all I hear, check your, you check hear that? Sheet. Check your sheet. That's all I'm thinking of. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of, balling. I'm balling. I'm, that's all I'm I balling. can think of left and right. So I agree with him. You don't have Tom Brady, a winning pedigree that's gotten you to the Super Bowl, what, nine times or won it six times? Yeah. Come on. Like, that's ridiculous. Yep. I'm from Boston and go back to Grogan, John Hanna, Russ Francis. Damn, he's. Well, I I, I go back to losing. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, I hope that winning culture comes over here. Yeah. Kate, oh, so this is up here. So Caden Bliss Bartlett said, which rookie, and thanks to see you in the chat. I haven't seen you in there. Nice to meet you. Which rookie do you think will have the largest impact for the team and which would have the least? Ooh, that's a great question. I think the largest impact is going to be Antoine Winfield. I think he's the most ready out of all the rookies as far as just you know mental uh, capacity and just his ability to just – pick up things very quickly i think he's gonna have the biggest impact um the least impact i would probably go with uh the sixth round pick uh khalil davis i think he'll have the least impact in, in my opinion over Kalei, Kalei, raymond Kalei. well yeah that's a good I point think, i think least is raymond Kalei. i don't even know if he'll make the team let alone practice yeah he might he might not even play yeah that's a good yeah. point but I think I was just I was just going off of guys that I think uh, will be on the roster. Okay, all right. Yeah. I, I think again, yeah, Ray McClay or I think Chapel Russell will have a a good showing on special teams. He I, his interviews are freaking awesome. He's oh, like, yeah. I'm going to do whatever the team needs me to do. I'm all hands on deck. Whenever they call my name, I'm going to be ready. Like his mindset is amazing, and I hope yeah. everyone on our team has that. Um. But yeah, greatest impact. I'm gonna say, I like um, Gene when he came over for our one on one. Yeah, he said Tristan works. I oh no, he said Antoine Winfield Jr. I said Vaughn, Keyshawn okay. Vaughn. Yeah, I I honestly thought because of his role, pass blocking for Tom Brady and his role in catching the ball, I think he'll have a big impact in that, especially with how much Brady likes to roll him in and out. I think a little bit of Patriot Brady is going to come over here to Tampa Bay. I think you're going to see a lot more quick passes, the dink and dunk, until people start respecting it. And then, 
holy shit, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, one-on-one deep, no safety help because they're having to cover a running back short. This is the stuff we've been talking about for years, like right. playing that chess match. And I hope you can truly see it come to fruition. Uh, let's keep going on. Good question, though. Really good question. Um, let's see. So everyone's talking about interceptions. Caden uh, Bliss Bartlett said, Me too. Every time he passes, talking about James Winston, past the camera screen, I would fear the interception. So that brought up a question. Dennis Ascalo said, how many pick sixes did he throw? Oh, I think he's talking about Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jameis had, I think, at least seven or eight, I want to say. Wasn't it six? I think it was six or seven. It was, yeah, around seven, maybe eight. I don't know. Around that number. I believe Tom Brady <laughs> had the Dolphins one and then the final. Yeah, so two. Two. Yeah. Don't want to disrespect Jameis. But there is no comparison to Tom. But then again, nobody can. You're correct. Again, it's it's true. So, mm-hmm. and it's not disrespecting him. It's just respecting Tom Brady that much. I mean, you can't really compare someone who hasn't really put their feet into the ground just yet with someone who's had 20 years of nothing but success. I mean, right. And then some people down Tom Brady, like he's washed up, like. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, he still, I believe last year was, what, 24 and 8? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Come correct. Come on, like, jeez. <laughs> we're get 24 and 8, we're, like, deep playoff run. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Dennis Ascalo said, good God, about Davis' <laughs> 30 interceptions to Tom Brady's 8. Yeah. And then, no, please do disrespect Jameis, Justin Button said. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to disrespect him, but I'm going to say point blank. My man would make a lot of bad decisions, a lot of forced decisions, a lot of hero ball that yeah. he just never really learned how to change. And maybe people say it's the coach that made him do it. You're telling me the coach was in his headset saying, throw the damn ball. No. <laughs> Once he says hike, it's, it's Winston's decision. He right. could have checked down every damn time. Maybe Agreed. the coach will pull him. Why are you not throwing the ball deep? Okay, well, no one wants to throw interceptions at that rate. So, I don't know. Do you have any points on that? No, I mean, as far as Jameis, I mean, he, he is what he is. I think it's just a, it's a mindset thing with him. Um, he's always trying to get the big play, like you said. Uh, he needs to learn how to let the game come to him. And for whatever reason, he's just very inconsistent at doing that. I mean, he shows it at times, and then other times – it just doesn't go his way because he's trying to, like you said, force things um, that are just not there. Um, he's trying to push the game instead of let the game come natural. When he does let the game come to him, he's pretty damn good quarterback, but he just struggles with that from a consistent standpoint. He panics at times. Sometimes he gets overwhelmed. He gets flustered too easily, uh, and that's something that he's just got to work on. I think he's at a great spot with New Orleans. I think he's in the right place if he is going to – you know, turn around and be that guy that he ultimately can be. Um, he's in a he's in a good spot. So, you know, we'll we'll see how it plays out for him the rest of his career. But I'm happy as hell to have Tom Brady as my quarterback because that guy, like you said, I mean, he's done it for 20 years. He's a winner. He knows how to get it done. And I'm very excited to see what he can do with the weapons that we have and Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, etc. It, it, I mean. It's it's just hard to put into words how I, how excited someone I mean ugh, it's just like it's right there you know I'm just uh, I'm ready to see it 
I just I want to see it happen. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I love seeing these damn clips in practice, though. Hell yeah. Right. But let's go on to the last couple things before we head on out. Running back position and the cornerback position. Running back, I think we kind of touched on. Rojo, hands down, number one. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking LaShawn McCoy and Keyshawn Vaughn fighting for two. Right. I, do, do you agree on that, first of all? Well, I, I think, you know, obviously the X factor is Dare. I think what, what do they decide to do with Dare? Is he is he a bigger factor on this team than people realize? Like, is he going to have that, that role that he had last year as far as the third down back? Um, so that's going to be a battle as far as, you know, can Keyshawn Vaughn come back, you know, quickly? I know he's in the quarantine right now. Can he get off that list and be in, you know, in camp by the time they start doing their actual workouts and stuff like that? Um, that'll be a big factor for him. But I think LaShawn McCoy has a good chance um, just because of the experience. Um, I, I think Raymond Calais is probably on the, you know, looking on the outside um, right now. Um, then you have TJ Logan, who I don't think is going to make it, uh, depending on what we do as far as returner. You know, that's, you know, it remains to be seen. But, yeah, I agree with that as far as the storyline, as far as the, the battle. I think it's between those three guys. I think Rojo is clearly your number one. I think he, he's earned it. I think he's your, your top guy. Yeah, I fully agree with that. And LaShawn mm-hmm. and Vaughn are like, like kind of said it earlier, 2A and 2B. You don't yeah. really have a, a designated number. It, yeah, and Maybe the way I look. Best pass blocker. Right, and the way I look at it, I think a lot of these guys are going to be used as far as just certain formations, and they're going to be used as specialty guys, um, you know, in in addition to what Rojo can bring you. So there's going to be a lot of, like, you know, sub-packages and stuff where these guys have certain set of plays that they do very well. I think that's what you're going to see. And I think we saw some of that last year. It just wasn't um, as consistent as we would like it to be. Yeah, all right. And then to last kind of big situation here cornerback I think it's kind of set in stone but I guess they're wondering of Carlton Davis Jamel Dean Sean Murphy Bunting who's going to get the outside corners who's going to get the slot uh, does someone come up from underneath like Parnell Motley mm-hmm. MJ Stewart some people hate <laughs> what do you think what do you think of the secondary I, I think the secondary is in good hands I think the top three corners are going to see a lot of playing time because you're going to be in nickel uh, majority of your defensive snaps so I think Jamel Dean Bunting Davis are all going to be out there on the field a lot um, just depending on how they want to miss you know make the matchups and like we said with the three safeties they have that ability to you know play you know uh, miss a match or match up you know how they want so that is exciting um, as far as the guys underneath them you know that's going to be a battle for Ryan Smith Parnell Motley MJ Stewart I think those are probably your three main guys um, that you're looking for and there might be only two spots left um, out of those three. So two of the three will make it. Um, I think MJ is probably on the likely on the outside just because of his just lack of speed and really don't know where to place him. Well, you said he's going to make it on the outside? No, I said he's probably the outside guy looking in. Oh, you know, okay. uh, uh, yeah. Sorry the for the confusion. No, no, no. I don't like him on the outside. I think he's a good inside slot corner um, that can add some things, but I think he's just – He's climbing uphill battles, what I was trying to say. Absolutely. And I, yeah. Again, like you kind of touched on everything. I think no matter what, it's going to be Colton Davis, SMB on your outside, and a base, just two wide receiver set. And the second they go nickel, SMB's inside. Just taking advantage of Jamel Dean's ability to play outside. Mm-hmm. 
Again, you, we kind of showed it in tape and breakdown. Jamel Dean just isn't made for inside. He's bigger. He's lankier. He just will better use the sideline to his advantage. SMB is a cerebral type of player. He can freaking diagnose quickly and attack quickly. So use that inside. Some people have been comparing him to Rondé Barber. Don't do that just yet. But yes, comparable, I would honestly give him that. It's the closest thing we've seen in a while. But damn, that's a Hall of Famer in my book, even though he's not there just yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, this defense, again, we mentioned it earlier. It can be scarier. Just I'm worried about defensive tackle. That rotation is going to be very much needed early on. I don't want to see anyone t- playing a lot of snaps. And I hope hope to see someone of this Cousin Daniels and uh, Bell, Quinn, Quinn, Quinn yeah, Bell, Bell yeah. stepping up and making yeah. a Anthony Nelson. And yeah. Anthony Nelson, I think he's going to be, I don't think he's going to be Nassib just yet, but I think he's going to be a William Golson type. Mm-hmm. I mean, overall, yeah. there's not many holes, guys. There's not right. many holes. Like, maybe you can say you have a question mark at, on the right side of the offensive line based off of Will Kappa take that next step up? Even though he did show a lot of aggressiveness and grit on the Saints game playing with a broken forearm, mm-hmm. you still have a massive question mark with Tristan Works right. playing right tackle. I, agree. I don't care how great of an athlete you think he is. This is the NFL, guys. He's going to be playing against guys that are planning to beat him, not just winning off of athletic ability. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've studied the same film we saw that he's not good on inside pressure. So that's the quickest route to Tom Brady. We don't need him going down. Right. Well, other than that, I mean, defensively, depth. Mm. Everywhere else, I'm, I'm kind of content. Last yeah, I, yeah, no, I agree with that. And just, you know, to sum it all up, you know, what we talked about tonight, you know, offensively, I think we're obviously very excited of what it could potentially be. Again, it could take some time, you know, early on to, to get things, you know, going the right way. But with when you have a guy like Tom Brady, that's what makes us confident because he's like, like Danny, you know, said earlier, he finds ways to, to make things happen. And his leadership is, you know, above everyone else. I mean, he's just, he's a top, top dog and he's done it <laughs> so long. So, yeah, really excited about the offense. Defensively, I'm even more excited because of their potential and what they can be because there's a lot of young stars that I think they have on that side of the ball that could be showing out this year. And and then lastly, you know, it's going to be interesting to just see how the player movement is this season, you know, with the waivers and, you know, whether guys go out because of COVID and how does that affect your roster and, you know, how do you pick up guys from other teams, et cetera. So just looking forward to that, but... I mean, we're only 41 days, 41 days away from, you know, Bucks for Saints, and I can't wait. I'm especially hyped after what Cameron Jordan said uh, mm-hmm. today, so I can't wait to see that. Absolutely. I mean, hey, Saints, keep pushing the buttons, right? I mean, let us see how good this damn team can get. I'll, I'll be one not to bet against Tom Brady. I mean, I, I get pissed at him every year. Against him, against the Falcons, I was like, guys, shut the hell up. He's going to come back. And right. I, I'm one of those that I hate him because he's so good. Now he's on my team. I, I'm ecstatic. I, I don't know what the hell to think. 
Right. But uh, yeah, like, we we remember the Super Bowl against you know the Eagles. <laughs> remember that one? Well, on my house. <laughs> and, we, and we were so excited about when the Eagles pulled that one off. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, it's a Bucks life, but things can change. The, exactly. In a, in a Buccaneer reference, the tides can turn. The right captain to be at the ship. I don't know what other legit dumb terms you want to give, but hey. <laughs> Maybe it's a low tide, high tide, I don't know. Guys, well, other than that, guys, I hope you enjoyed the, the live stream. If you haven't just yet, I know there's a lot of people in the, in the group chat. Like, subscribe if you haven't. Help us out down below, and we'll catch you on the next one.